So are all religions and religious practices meant for purification of the mind alone and not beyond? No, religion is basically, uh, see, no religion will tell you to purify the mind. It is basically talking about devotion, the prayers, everything that is needed so that you can have reverence to God. It's not going to teach you about overcoming the mind. No, no religion in this world tells you to overcome the mind. If you go to any religion, if you go to Hinduism, Hinduism is talking about what you can go and get from God. You go to Christianity, you go to any other religion, it's the same thing. You go to church and you ask God, give me this, give me that, do this, do that, everything else. Bible doesn't teach about uh, you know, reaching a state of the Father in heaven. and There is nothing like that. It is not religion that is teaching you. Religion is teaching you how to stay about in this world, how to live in this world. It is teaching you how to use the techniques that have been taught to you. Let us say for example the Bible. Bible is going to teach you about what is good for you. Be kind to people. Isn't that what it is telling? It is telling you always how to be kind to people, how to be compassionate, how to help your people around you and so on and so forth, you know. Your family is there, you have to take care of your family. Nowhere is any religion telling you to reach the state of enlightenment. No religion can teach you that. What the master teaches? The master. It is, say, let us say for example, Gautam Buddha is a master. Jesus Christ is a master. Krishna, what they speak, that will take you towards what is called as overcoming the mind. There are very simple techniques which are mentioned but they are hidden. So all these texts which are there, whether you take the Bible or you can take the, uh, you know, our Gita, the words are so simple, uh, you know, they look simple and for a normal human being, it will appear like, let us take one verse from the Bhagavad Gita and you will find that, just, just for example, to those wise men who are free from lust and anger, who have subdued their mind and have realized God, Brahma, the abode of eternal peace is present all around. What is he talking about? What does this meaning of these words for a normal human being is? He is just saying that you, you should not have lust and anger. Don't have lust, don't have anger. And subdue the mind. What is the meaning of subdue the mind? So don't have lust and don't have anger. Mind can never be subdued by anybody. Please understand, even the highest of the sages, till he doesn't become a sage, cannot subdue the mind. Mind is impossible to subdue. So we have to try. Trying is important. And again, he is talking about God realization, Brahma and all. Try to understand from a person on the street or the billions of people on the road. What are they going to understand from this? I want eternal peace. Eternal means, according to that man on the street, I want peace just now in my life. God is saying, don't run after lust and anger. I should never get angry and I should not be lusty. And I should have peace. What kind of peace? 
and Brahma, God and all this is present all around. God is there. That is all. So where is the question of subduing the mind? The purification of mind is impossible task for anybody in this world. For anybody in this world. The purification of mind happens you have to go through a very long process before you can even say, you know, my mind is subdued. I'm sure you know that story where, you know, Vashishta Muni is telling Sri Ram. He says, if somebody comes and says that I have lifted the Himalayas, I will believe him. If somebody comes and tells me that he has drunk the entire ocean, I will believe him also. But if some person comes and tells me that he has subdued the mind, I am sorry, I will not believe him. Vashishta Muni was the teacher of Sri Ram. Think about Sri Ram and you will understand that this is a person, a god, okay, who was crying because his wife was kidnapped. He himself couldn't go and rescue her, so he got the Vanar Sena. So he needed support, he needed so many things. So it is not so simple as it looks to overcome the mind. So religion may say anything. Religion is going to tell you, okay, overcome the mind, overcome the mind. But who can overcome the mind? Hardly any. So that is the reason why even if religion or religious duties are there, they are basically to put you in touch with, sir, what is your list? आपका लिस्ट में क्या है अच्छा एक लड़की मांगता है एक लड़का चाहिए एक घर चाहिए बाड़ी चाहिए गाड़ी चाहिए कि क्या चाहिए सो द रिलीजियस पीपल इन दिस वर्ल्ड आर ओनली लुकिंग फॉर टू थिंग्स वन इज देयर लिस्ट ऑफ डिमांड्स एंड वन इज द सॉरी सॉरी सर सॉरी गॉड आई डिड दिस सॉरी गॉड आई डिड दैट इफ यू आस्क अ क्रिश्चियन ही विल टेल यू in the church there are two boxes kept one is called the petitions yeah one is called the petitions Vito, what is the other called dumb box huh correct so here these two boxes are kept in one you can keep on giving your list of things i want this my my husband is beating me tell him not to beat low in other things, I want to pass in my examination. God, give me good ranks. Third one is, I am sick, so please cure me. Fourth one is, can I get some money? I don't have a job. These are the things. Repentance, nobody wants to repent. Repentance means only when the priest calls you and says, you know, okay, you come for confession. <laughs> that is a time when the person thinks of repentance. Otherwise, he is not repenting at all. He doesn't want to repent for anything. The other thing is, one is thanksgiving and one is the petitions. Okay, thanksgiving. The, the other box is of thanksgiving. Thank you God, I got my results and I passed very nicely. Thank you God, my disease got cured. So don't we do this same thing in the, in the temple also? We go and we give him one, one kilo of peda and say, Thank you God, I got a good job over here. Beyond that, what so basically religion teaches us all these things. They will teach you, they will teach you some more things. They are definitely going to teach you also. Who is that? Who is that? 
Yeah. Just come. So, religion and religious practices in our world are basically a very, very crass and a mundane type of a thing is taught. Do this Ekadashi so that you can get this. Isn't that Karva Chauth and all? What is Karva Chauth all about? I want a good husband. I have, my husband has to be with me for so many thousands of years. So this is what, but it, it doesn't teach us, these kind of things do not teach a normal human being anything. And a normal human being needs a fantastic teacher to actually go through the process of enlightenment. So whether it is Sri Ram or Sri Krishna or Jesus or Buddha or whoever, all of them need somebody to guide them through the process. Alright. So, once we come to that 160, we can take up a part of that question again, okay? So, now today we will start with this, uh, chapter 15, story of Cholkar's vow of sugar candy, Sai Satcharit. My obeisance to Sri Ganesh, to Sri Saraswati, to Sri Guru Maharaj, to the family deity, to Sita Ramachandra, my most humble obeisance, I bow in reverence to the most venerable Guru, Sri Saina. Only, only those who have innumerable meritorious deeds have come to the fruition, can have size darshan and are not affected by the threefold affliction and can successfully attain by the means the spiritual end. Just now, um, Guru had come over here. So I was telling him that first and foremost for getting any spiritual stuff inside a person you need to get an experience of what is being taught. But the experience will happen only when, if you read this, then you will understand meritorious deeds are required to be done. You need to do meritorious deeds. That means you need to do a lot of actions in your world which are full of merit, which includes maybe charity, maybe, you know, you need forgiveness in your world, you have to forgive people. Yeah, as Parma wrote, repentance also and so many other things that are there. We need to have these kind of deeds done. It's only when it comes to fruition, can you get the, yes, Punya Karna. So, only when you get this done, can you have size Darshan. People can never get the Darshan of a sage or a saint or of the divine it's like people would love to see Jesus Christ or people would love to see Krishna. But do you get the darshan of that divine consciousness? It's extremely tough, it's very difficult. So, that is what it means. Because they are afflicted by the threefold afflictions, afflictions. So, only when you have crossed over and you have finished these kind of meritorious deeds, can you get this darshan. Be kind, O listeners, meditate for a moment on your Guru and then listen respectfully to the story by giving me your full attention. Please do not say with disdain, Oh, don't we know you full well? Why are all these futile efforts then? Forgive me, you are comparable only to the ocean. The ocean, which though full of the brim, full to the brim, will not send the river back and contain within itself a thousand streams of water that the cloud pours. And such are you too, my good listeners. I wish to bathe in your waters. Do not turn me away with scorn. 
for it is not good to abandon the meek and the poor be it the pure water of the ganga or the turbid flow of the village streamlet they both find a place equally in the vast expanse of the ocean without causing any turbulence in their confluence hence oh my listeners your eager interest in listening to the stories of saints will be automatically satisfied if you take kindly to my effort when this nectar sweet story is heard respectfully and with faith and forbearance the listeners will experience a loving devotion and will find fulfillment devotees will attain effortlessly the most excellent thing that is god the listeners will experience devotion as well as deliverance a simple faithless faithful soul will enjoy peace and happiness and all will find their ultimate refuge as they listen to the stories that come from the guru's mouth the fear of worldly life will be removed and the listener's heart will be gladdened when they experience oneness with their true self in this chapter there will be a narration of how the loving devotees pray to sai and how sai favors them with his darshan listen to it carefully a cat, a cat might have come out having just suckled a little ones but even if she goes back at that instant the kitten will start running all over her to suckle at her teats lovingly once again the mother growls very wearily and for a moment the kittens appear subdued but it is enough for them to see her relax and they begin again going around and round in circles to suck at her teats but as they suck devouring the milk in large gulps so lovingly the milk begins to trickle from the mother's teats and forgetting her earlier growls and weariness the mother too stretches herself out affectionately on the ground all the weariness is gone instead love surges up in her breast as she embraces the young ones holding them tightly with her four feet and licks them instinct- instinctively again and again it is indeed unique the celebration of a mother's love the deeper the sharp nails of the kitten are dug and bruised her teats the faster flows the love through a many streams of milk that gush out just as the deep love and devotion of the little one produces more and more milk in the mother's teats so also will your single minded love and attachment to sai's feet stir sai's heart to deep compassion once the people of thane had organized near kopineshwar mandir a program of hari bhakti parayan Das Ganush Kirtan which was pleasure to hear when persuaded by prominent citizen Das Ganush used to agree graciously to perform kirtan without expecting a pais or without undue obstinacy not a pais was expected to be paid for the kirtan bare bodied except for the plain dhoti round the waist and without a pagdi on his head he used to perform yet the large crowd that gathered was difficult to control Incidentally the story behind such unusual dress is quite is sure to amuse when heard carefully listen to it at ease and see baba's amazing waist for yourself once das ganu was to perform kirtan at shirdi and came out donning an angarkha an anuparna that is his top garment and the bottom piece of cloth and his shoulders and a turban on his head quite pleased with himself he went to make obeisance to baba as was the custom when baba was heard remarking bravo you are indeed decked out like a bridegroom but so i don't where do you proceed as baba das ganu then replied that he was going to perform kirtan baba further asked why this angarkha why this uparna this turban what for all these efforts these things are not for us take them off before me right now why carry the burden on your body 
obeying baba's command immediately he took them off and placed them at baba's feet from then onwards to this day while performing kirtan das ganu is always seen with bare healthy looking body chipli is in hand and a garland round his neck chipli is the one that they carry in their hand and they do you know mirabai used to carry those things and it used to uh, uh, jangle okay with uh, those things you know ching 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 it will do so like that can that those are called chiplis now those who are on the path of the divine and those who are the mouthpiece that is like das ganu people like him who spread the word of their lord or their guru they are basically expected to dress in very simple manner they are not supposed to be dressed like you know uh, as if they are going for some wedding or something like that so that is the reason why when das ganu comes decked up like a prince you know so he says you have to remove all your clothes because this is it brings a person now i'm sure you know you have seen all these great gurus of today's times sitting on those very high stools over there with very big chair and gold and this and that and silver uh, you know plating on that and on top of it he will wear some silken cloth and all that i mean which guru can you think of like this can you think of ramkrishna ji doing this can you think of even mirabai mirabai was dressed in very simple white cloth you can't dress like with with silk and garments and this and that and pagdi and chela and all the i'm sorry even if somebody carries a shawl like that that is not a done thing you need to be simple very very simply dressed you are on the path of devotion devotion does not mean fancy you are not going for a fancy show okay you are not going in for uh, you know miss india or whatever miss world competition so you can't wear gowns you are not even going to get an oscar over there so you are not allowed to wear those fancy gowns also so here it's a simple thing the presentation has to be extremely simple so you wear a very simple garment maybe a dhoti or if you have seen some of the women who have done this you will find them they are dressed in very simple garments of white sari or something like that and but this is a third one third one you have put it on it takes time It's disturbing although this style is unconventional it has a solid pure foundation it is the style of the famed narad muni who is most learned among the learned the tradition originated from narad and it is here that the long lines of haridas that is kirtankars has started they are not burdened with outward trappings of dress their sights are set on the inner purity of the heart too familiar is the figure of narad with only the lower half of the body covered the hands playing the veena and the chiplis while on the lick a loud proclamation of the harinam constantly by the grace of sri samarth das ganu himself composed sai samarth das ganu himself composed kathas of saints and narrated them in the kirtans which he performed free of charge through this he became renowned see always the kirtankar or the one who is doing this kind of satsangs their job is to talk about the other saints their job is to talk about god 
So you will find that Das Ganu when he is singing songs, he is talking about every other saint possible in this world, including Sai Baba. So we have to discuss about all these things, not only one. So Das Ganu thus generated great enthusiasm for Sai devotion among the people, fostering love and devotion for Sai, the ocean of self-rejoicing. No less a contribution has been made by Sandorkar, the most eminent among the Sai devotees, for it is he who is really responsible for spreading Sai worship. It is solely due to Sandorkar that Das Ganu first came here to Bombay and started performing bhajans and kirtans of Sai in various places. Maharaj was already well known in Pune, Sholapur and Nagar district, but among the people of Konkan, it was these two who spread Sai devotion. Thus, among the people of Bombay Presidency, Sai worships started by the efforts of these two people. The all-merciful Sai Maharaj appeared in Bombay through these two people. In the Sri Kaupineshwar Mandir, on the day in the midst of the loud proclamation of Sai's grace in the Kirtan and of the Harinam, Cholkar experienced a sudden strong urge. Many had come for the Hari Kirtan, each one ap- appreciating it for a different reason. Some like Bua's proficiency in the Shastras, some admired his expressive gestures and gesticulation. Kopineshwar Mandir was just now in the picture two days ago. On the Mahashivaratri day, Times of India carried one picture of one ling. And there were lots of ladies putting, uh, you know, what do you call that, um, milk on top of it. That huge ling that was there is in Kopineshwar Mandir in Thane. Okay. So, that is a place which is very old. So, admiration of some was reserved for Bua's singing. Excellent! Oh, how wonderful is Bua's singing! How totally absorbed he became, taking Vithal Nam, and how he danced enraptured narrating the Katha. Some were more interested in the prelude of the main Katha, while others loved to hear the main story. Some liked to watch the imitation and mimicry that the Haridas resorted to in the course of his narration while some others were fond of listening to the parables and fables that came in the later half. In this you have to understand something. There is always a prelude and there is also a post. Normally, in when you start the story, the story is not beginning in right in the beginning. What happens is there is some sort of an explanation given and this explanation is sometimes the most essential explanation given by this person. The story is meant for very simple-minded people. You will find that those who are very, very simple-minded people, for them the story makes sense. But the teachings is what comes before, during and after. Story is just like, you know, when you are having food, it is the sweet thing that is there. That is the thing that is supposed to be there. The rest of the things... You know, like all the salads and other things, they are very important, no doubt about it, because they give you the most amount of, you know, enrichment. Whereas the main meal, basically we think that the the story is important. Understand both are important and everybody is going to partake of what is important to them. Some may take the story, some may take the preload, does not matter. So whoever wants to listen to the first one or the second one or the last one, it is left to them. So as your taste is, is what you shall take. 
whether the bua is an erudite scanstrid scholar or ignorant of it whether he can unfold levels of meaning from line to line or is an adept only at explaining the philosophical statements that come in the later half of the kirtan it makes little difference for the ways of the listeners remains the same of this type there are many listeners but it is hard to find the class of listeners in whom faith and devotion to god or saint grow steadily as they listen see he also says the same thing people can come and listen to as many stories as they want but how many people are actually going to listen to that entire katha the stories and everything put together and increase their faith and devotion those are the important people over there okay so it has to increase your devotion if the stories are just going to be there and if some person attends it acha theek hai mera mummy attend karta hai isliye ammi kar rahe hain there's of no use or just because somebody is going but if it is giving you a benefit that means it is making you listen to it and your devotion is rising then it is really worth it some people go only to eat food over there okay i mean they will go for all these temples and all so that they get nice prasad i heard one person just two days ago acha tumhara poti kab khatam hoga bola acha वो जो पोथी जब ही खत्म होगा तब तुम वो जो खाना बनाएगा ना वो खाना खाने के लिए मैं जरूर आएगा यू सी द होल पॉइंट ऑफ इट द पर्सन इज मोर बॉर्डर्ड अबाउट खाना खाना ही इज नॉट बॉर्डर्ड अबाउट द पोथी इज नॉट बॉर्डर्ड अबाउट एनी टीचिंग्स और एनीथिंग अकॉर्डिंग टू देम देयर फूड इज मोर इंपॉर्टेंट ऑल सो so what indeed is the fruit of that listening where katha after katha is being listened to indiscriminately while there accumulates layer and layer of ignorance in vain is such listening without discrimination so there is no point in listening to a story just for the heck of it so you want to listen at least some little thing should percolate down inside okay can it be called soap when it does not remove the dirt can it be called discriminate listening which does not remove ignorance this looks like our uh, shampoos nowadays you know the shampoo is supposed to do something to your hair no what they say is first you use shampoo then you use conditioner then you use this then you use that i think one should be enough isn't it but no they should have multiple and finally after using it for 10 years and then you say my hair is thinning out i have to go for hair replacement therapy so what is the point for those 10 years so is like that stories so katha after katha <laughs> nothing is going in so simple trusting soul that cholkar was love for sai surged up in the heart as he said to himself oh compassionate one baba please look after this meek helpless creature cholkar was a probationer poor and moneyless who was unable to shoulder the burden of providing for the family and put the entire responsibility on baba for obtaining the means of livelihood through the government job people keenly desiring something take a vow that if their wishes are fulfilled they would serve to the brahmins whatever food they desire and to their hearts content the rich promise the food a thousand people or offer a hundred cows if their heart wishes are fulfilled but moneyless the cholkar was when he took a vow remembering sai's feet in all humility he said baba mine is a poor household my entire department being uh, dependence being on getting a job 
but to become permanent in my job this examination must be passed with great diligence and hard work have i prepared for the examination all my reliance being on passing it or else i will lose my job as a probationer too if by your grace i pass the examination i will humbly present myself at your feet and distribute sugar candy in your name this is my most firm resolve such was the vow he took see now i'm sure, sure you have seen you know simple people very simple people they have petitions like this i want this you can do this for me then i'll give you that they are not bothered about realization or anything that because first and foremost realization bahut dur ki baat hai unko malum hi nahi hai aisa naam ka koi panchi hai people don't even know that there is something called god realization something called uh, you know i have to go towards enlightenment they think that only buddha and jesus and krishna they must be enlightened why should we bother about all those things that is the reason why this is such was the vow he took later to his great joy his wish was fulfilled but the fulfillment of his promise was delayed so to atone for it he gave up eating sugar he knew that he would require money on the journey moreover he could how could he go to baba empty handed so he po- kept on postponing the visit from morrow to morrow in painful waiting it may be easier to cross nane ghat the dangerous cliff of the sayadri range but it is far more difficult for the householder to cross the threshold of the house how important it is for this man i have you noticed that the person doesn't have even a rupee or anything to give so he says that the moment i get it i will fulfill the vow of at least you know taking something for baba if you take another story of shri krishna that man didn't have anything in the house except flattened rice so at least that much he took there is going to be one more story where the woman doesn't have anything in the house she has got only one peda left behind so she hands over the peda and she says give this to baba that is the most important part of it all so it may be easier to cross nane ghat the dangerous cliff of the sayadri range but it is far more difficult for a householder to cross the threshold of his house so long as promises made at shirdi remain unfulfilled any dish with sugar in it remains excluded for soul soaker who continue to drink even his tea without sugar in the previous line it is said it is easier to cross the nane ghat you know every other thing is very easy to do everything else inside the threshold of your house that means within your family to your family for your family for your near and dear ones but to come to baba that is the most difficult thing in the world you you understand this this is the most toughest part a human being has to face person like yesterday when i was talking to uh, samrat i was telling him you brush your teeth every day he says yes i said do you uh, go to the toilet every day yes so you eat every day you drink every day you you breathe every day yes tomorrow don't don't uh, brush your teeth no 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 how can i not brush my teeth my teeth will be dirty full day i cannot live like that i said don't go to the loo tomorrow yes so your teeth needs to be brushed why because your teeth will get spoiled okay you do you have to go to the loo otherwise your stomach will be problem a body will be a problem 
every other activity you want to do because it is important for your body what about your inner being you can't spend 15 minutes ah huh, giving me reasons that my car is not working this is not happening that is not happening 100 reasons are given but for brushing your teeth you are taking out time for going to the loo you are taking out time for every other activity you have time you have time to even uh, make food and uh, you know cook eat drink sleep do everything in the world but for this why is it that you don't have time so this is what it is here go out of the threshold of the household that is the worst thing a person he is not able to get out of it it is like crossing a nane ghat nane ghat was very steep ghat ghat you understand no mountain range so you you cannot cross that so it is like crossing that kind of a nane ghat so long as the promise made at shirdi remains unfulfilled any dish with sugar in it remains excluded for short soaker who continue to drink even his tea without sugar after some days had passed in this manner the time came for cholkar to go to shirdi so he went there fulfilled the vow that he had taken and was very happy so he took sai baba's darshan cholkar prostrated before him and bowing at sai baba's feet with filled with satisfaction and joy with a heart so purified he then distributed sugar offered coconut to baba and said today all my heart desires a bone fruit sai darshan made him happy his conversation with sai gladdened his heart since he was jog's guest he naturally had to go with jog to his house when jog got up to go the guest got up too baba then said to jog serve him cups full of tea well sweetened with sugar jolkar was astonished to hear this significant words referring to his secret his eyes filled with tears of joy as he placed his head at sai baba's feet jog was filled with a fond admiration for baba and as for jolkar he felt it twice much more he knew well the reason for it as his innermost heart he recognized the sign baba had never touched tea in his life then why all of a sudden should he think of it at that particular moment it was of course to reaffirm cholkar's faith and to impress on his heart the mark of devotion suddenly baba gave an even clearer signal than he knew everything by saying cholkar you promised sugar candy has reached me and so your vow that is giving up sugar is fulfilled too your agitated mind when you took the vow your atonement for the inordinate delay in fulfilling it all all have i known though you wanted to keep it a secret wherever you all may be when you spread your hands before me in supplication with faith and devotion there i stand behind you day and night as steadfast as your faith and devotion is i may be here in my physical body and you may be far away beyond the seven seas yet whatever you do there i know it here instantly you must go anywhere in the world and there i go with you my abode is your heart i dwell within you i who thus abide in your heart it is me that you should always worship even in the heart of all living creatures it is i alone who dwells hence whoever you may come across in the house or outside of it or in the way they are all my manifestations i pervade them all an insect an ant creatures living in water or moving in the sky or animals on the land a dog or a pig i pervade them all most truly and always hence do not consider yourself as separate from me great is the good fortune of him who will know me by not being different from himself trivial are these words may appear to be these are great in significance how great must be baba's fondness for this soulkar that he gave up the treasure of devotion what there was in his mind was thus revealed to him by baba through this direct actual experience oh how skillful are the ways of the saints 
Baba's words were priceless. And as they entered deep down into the devotee's heart, they became the sap of life. To the orchard of devotion and love, to devotion they are as a mast must to the ship. The cloud compassionately rains water to quench the thirst of the sataka. But in their process, the whole earth is cooled by the raindrop. Such is also the case here. So a karpur soul, was he not a total stranger, unknown, unheard of? And for that matter, even Das Ganus Kirtan was only an instrumental cause that co- created an urge in Sarkar's heart to take a vow, which ultimately resulted in the receiving Baba's grace. But because of this followed the miracle, revealing the mind of the saint. Baba, who was always keen on instructing the devotees, created such occasions for it. Here Cholkar was but an instrument. As usual, it was Baba's inconceivable Leela to instruct his devotees, which never ceases to amaze us. Let us now narrate another incident that reveals Baba's dexterity, after which we shall end this chapter. It is how someone asked a question and how Baba answered it. Once as Baba was sitting in the usual seat in the mosque, a devotee who sat in front of him heard a lizard chirp. As the chirping of the lizard or its falling on any part of one's body is considered to be a bad omen of the event to come, the devotee quite casually and out of curiosity asked Baba a question. Here there is one more thing, you know, the lizard chirping and the lizard falling on somebody is considered as evil. You know, it's it's an evil portent. So there is a place in uh, South India, in a Man- Meenakshi Madurai, I think, or Kanjivara, one of the places, I think uh, Madurai. There, there is one big lizard on top of the wall <laughs> and you are supposed to climb on top and touch her. It's a golden color lizard. And then you come down. So these are, these are the things, you know, then the lizard is not going to do anything to you. <laughs> that is the belief. We all have belief systems, you know. If the cat crosses the road, we don't want to go ahead because something is going to happen. Think about it. So we have all these, you know, kind of beliefs in our world. So this was also the belief which the person was talking about that the lizard is there, he, she is chirping. If the crow is cawing outside, you say some, some relative or somebody is going to come, isn't it? Huh? And then you say... Are yarusko hakaldo yase because we wouldn't like to have relatives inside our house. <laughs> you know, kauve ke jaise rehte ho relatives bhi. Aake choch marke chale jaate. I mean, you know, kauva, kauva crow. He's got a very funny nature. You leave something outside, he'll come and he'll take it and go. And amount of coin that he does. He is far beyond anybody's understanding. Why does he come and crow over there? Nobody knows. Okay. You would prefer some other bird maybe. A parrot or something. (laughs) So Baba, why does the lizard on the back wall keep chirping? What could be in our mind? I hope it is not anything unpropitious or unlucky. Baba said to him, The lizard is overcome with joy that a sister is coming here to meet her from Aurangabad. What, after all, is a creature like a lizard? And then, to talk of her mother, father, brother or sister, how is she involved in these worldly human relationships? So the devotee thought to himself that Baba must have something by way of witty reply. And he sat quietly for a moment. And they think that it is always a joke. You know, the saints keep on talking. They talk something. And we think that they are talking bullshit and nonsense. Maybe it's a joke. 
but it is actually not a joke it is being you are being told something what that something is very important to listen and understand so so the devotee thought to himself that baba must have said something by way of witty reply and he sat quietly for a moment suddenly a man on horseback came from aurangabad to take baba's darshan baba was then having a bath as the man had to travel further and the horse could not have gone on without his daily feed of grains he set out towards the market he set out towards the market to buy some gram the devotee who had questioned baba earlier about the lizard was staring at astonishment as the just arrived trader from aurangabad when the latter suddenly pulled out the horse's mouth bag from under his arm and shook it vigorously to clear the rubbish you know in the mouth they will put one bag like this and in that they put the grains so that do- that horse no he keeps on munching it while walking hum logo ko agar aisa kiya jaye to so as he dashed it on the ground turning it inside out there dropped out of it a lizard that slid swiftly across in great trepidation in front of their own eyes baba then said to the questioner now keep a careful eye on her this indeed is the sister of that lizard just watch this marvel as he set out from there the lizard made straight towards her elder sister who was already chirping incessantly aiming in the direction of that sound she set out strutting and stalking after so many days the two sisters were meeting they hugged and embraced and kissed each other on their mouth it was a unique celebration of love circling around each other gyrating round and round with joy they whirled in all direction as it pleased them vertical horizontal oblique when aurangabad where aurangabad where shirdi how strange the whole incident how should this rider suddenly appear from nowhere and a lizard should all, also be with him oh how strange maybe the lizard was in aurangabad and had entered into the horse's mouth bag but how did the question answer take place at that most opportune moment it's a perfect timing was a real marvel oh that lizard should start chirping prompting the devotee to ask that question and how baba should have explained its significance which received confirmation immediately through the actual experience it was an incident unparalleled humor is loved universally and the saints make use of this incomparable device to enhance the welfare of the devotee is a stand up comedian <laughs> okay just consider had this inquisitive devotee not been there or had no one put the question to baba how would sai's greatness have been revealed and who would have ever understood the meaning many a lizard have we heard so often making these sounds but who has bothered to find out the meaning of the sound or even about why they chirp in short mysterious and inscrutable are the strings that controls the great sport of the universe who can imagine them they leave everyone puzzled people say quite to the contrary that if the lizards were hurt chirping it is inauspicious the evil can however be averted if you repeat the name of krishna 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 ka naam lene ka lizard chala jayega comet or dragon be it as it may but it is for sure an excellent device of baba to confirm the faith of the devotee in himself it is not just a miracle he who reads this chapter with reverence or makes repeated readings of it regularly will be freed from all obstacles by guru raya he who lowers his head on sai's feet with single minded devotion will truly find in him his one and only refuge and protector the doer of all actions and the destroyer of all evil make no mistake 
have no doubt about this for such indeed is this sainath and i narrate the secret significance of my own experience only for the benefit of the devotees in this entire world only i am there is nothing else other than me and not only is this but in all the three worlds i and i alone exist where such non duality is inspired there not a trace of fear remains for such a one everything is filled with universal consciousness which is the unconceited egoless state now think about this line and think about it we were just now discussing that there are three kinds of people one who tra- talks about the prelude one who talks about the story and one who talks about all these high funda things how many people can actually understand what is written over here 99.9% of the people don't even know that there is some words written like this in the book see the words where such non duality is inspired there is not a trace of fear remains for such a one everything is filled with the universal consciousness which is the unconceited egoless state it all is greek latin and god knows spanish and french and all that nobody understands this language so even if somebody says there is a brahma so nobody understand what a brahma is nobody has any clue about it actually the next two chapters i would like to do it in one hopefully we should be able to do it but again it is something which is called brahma gnana brahma gnana brahma gnana means the knowledge of the supreme divine consciousness the unmanifest domain unmanifest domain to understand is the worst thing in the world nobody has the you know brain to understand why because it is beyond the bodies beyond these bodies how does a person understand so it's an important chapter if i get an additional time tomorrow maybe i can do two chapters but i don't know if i'll talk to you later so <clears throat> hemar pant surrenders to sai absolutely and does not part from his feet even for a moment for this is the only way to cross the ocean of worldly life safely now listen to the interesting narration that follows in the next chapter sai the greatest among the gurus will create an incident of great significance as to how people ask for brahmanyana as if it is an easy and quick and snapping of a thumb and a finger a greedy man will ask sai baba for brahmanyana and maharaj will give it to him out of the man's own pocket when the listener hears the story they will perceive baba's marvelous ways to show how unless one is totally free from avarice the attainment of the brahma is beyond a doubt impossible but no one ever thinks as to who has the spiritual authority how is it attainable and to whom will be explained by maharaj i am but a slave of his slave and hope in earnest supplication that you will hear with enthusiasm this glorious sport of sai's love your heart will be filled with joy and you will have the satisfaction of understanding hence o listeners give your attention and you will know the greatness of the saints will be to all here ends the 15th chapter of shri sai samarth satcharit called the story of sorkar's vow of sugar candy as inspired by the saints and the virtuous and composed by the devotee hemard pant see we did some very beautiful you know story the story is all about understanding that the mind we have is so much engrossed in our material world we are so much engrossed on a day to day material world 
but the supreme divine consciousness which baba projected himself to be his mind is even in that chipkali that lizard he knows where the lizard is coming from what the lizard is talking in our world we can imagine what the other person must be talking about us he is anyway talking bad about us <laughs> but for for us we are only bothered about our own self whereas baba who is such a great person he is saying what the chipkal is talking what that lizard is saying one to the other i have oh my sister is coming so i should be dancing getting ready for all that and that is the significance of this story that the the sage is the saints the devotees of the divine lord are like this they are universal they are everywhere they don't have a mind per se it's a distributed supreme divine consciousness alone beyond that there is nothing so is there any question